remember how we like start these. Uh, usually, I'm taken while. by surprise that okay. we are rolling. Okay. Okay. So but, I'm ahead of the uh, game, but I'm also screwing you up now. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Like I said, it's dusty in here. It's been a, it's been a minute. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Oof, I Wrote That, ladies and gentlemen. We had that kind of impromptu hiatus for a while. It happens. I mean, life gets in the way, right? We're not getting paid to do this shit. We are not getting paid to debase ourselves <laughs> on a podcast forum for, you know, the two people that actually listen to this show. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, sometimes there's going to be big gaps. Shit happens. Deal with it. But, uh, welcome back, if you are still, uh, hanging out. Um, this is a podcast where Sheila and I, uh... Read a bunch of our old writing and rip on each other for it because it's pretty universally terrible. Pretty much. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we're just going to keep on with that format. But uh, there will be chatting and ridiculousness along the way, as there is, because, uh, yeah, that just kind of happens a lot of the time. That's our bag. It is. It's our bag, baby. I st- dated <laughs> references. That's <laughs> also what you get here. This is what I want to know is to say that something is your jam, is that now dated? Because I said it to a tween the other day and then I thought, oh, I sound really old. I mean, I think being in your mid-30s... You just can't talk you're to just, tweens you're, like that. Right. Tweens are just going to be like, no, you old. Yeah. That's just fine. You're basic. Right. Oh. I, I love that show. Yeah. Which show is oh, that? Oh, The Good Place. Oh, I have not watched. <gasps> have we talked about this on this podcast? I don't know that we've mentioned it here, but I have been told by you and other people that I need to watch it. It's phenomenal. It's um, everything from the color palette is really beautiful to the plot is really well well done and well structured there are twists and turns which you don't really expect in a comedy um Kristen Bell kills it she is fantastic and everybody is and the cast is really diverse and my favorite character you know what I can't talk about my favorite character without spoilers and it's got a lot of Steve and I had a long conversation while driving on a road trip about different types of humor and this one nails so many Mm. there's everything from witty background signage kind of like you would see in Shrek to like character-based humor. It's like a really weird, like, because when I think of that now, I either think of like BoJack Horseman, like or Arrested Futurama, Development or with Arrested Skip Development, churches. or like The Simpsons, or Trek would not be the first thing that I would. And maybe that's on the brain because that is another movie that you and I saw together. Did we because we were talking about together? that earlier. Yeah, I think so. Did we go with like a big group? Yes, I feel like we did. Okay, that first one is a fine movie. Fine as in like a, f- like fine or fine as in a fine film. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's right. Like I'm not gonna go back and like seek out Shrek. No. The second one I really liked the ending sequence that's set to uh, holding out for a hero. Oh, I never saw the second one. You're missing absolutely nothing. Eh. But that part was enjoyable. That's just a great song. That's why. Um. Yeah. That welcome to movies the podcast. <laughs> um. But no. Yeah. Maybe we should watch a little bit of the Good Place later. I would love that. Um, if you want to make this fights the podcast, we could talk about our varying reactions. No, we're not going to talk about that because you're just wrong, and that's fine. Okay. I just didn't think that Weezer did a really good job covering and, Africa. And, and you're incorrect in that thought, and that's fine. Some people just walk around in a fog of wrong, a fog, not like a smog, but a fog. This is a literary podcast of wrong. And if that's the way it's you foggy. if that is the way you choose to live your life in a fog, that that's fine or a smog. I mean, I'm I'm not here to judge. Much. All right. What do you think? Should we dive right in then? First, I'm going to drink my mint julep, which is delicious. Okay, perfect drink for a lovely summer day. Indeed. Can I just say, just for posterity, so when we re-listen to this in the winter, we can remember this beautiful platonic ideal of a summer day. This is one of the reasons why you live in Chicago is for a, a day like this. Oh my god, it, the colors are vivid. 
it's just beautiful the lake this morning i went sailing this morning everybody because this is my new passion and (laughs) it's so exciting uh and the lake was just like glittering and green and i was at the helm and i was like Oh, I mean, like I could hear the Wind Waker music theme song in my head. Oh, just, that like, okay. So is that bounding was that over part the main? Of it? Like, <laughs> yes. like you played Wind Waker, and you're like, oh my god, now I want to sail. No, I've always wanted to sail. Okay, because I can completely like I respect but your choice to want to sail. Thank you. But the addition of the Wind Wakerness makes me even more happy. It's just, I mean, when you think about it, the theme song is perfect for the way that the bow just like rises and falls over mm-hmm. the waves. It's oh, a whole thing. I love that game so much. <sighs> we have to bust out my GameCube. I have a lot of plans for not being at work like I want to catch up with the NES classic hardcore and then I want to play more Zelda and I have a lot of books that I have to read I have so many books to read like I have a stack and it's shit that I've had for like yes literal years and I have I have like four or five recommendations for you maybe we should save those as we go okay yeah, as we go but then okay. I have like games that I have to play still to yes. like the backlog is insane because usually yes. over the winter I'll take like that's when I'll do that. But for whatever reason, this winter, I either didn't have time. You probably or didn't have time. Just You're busy podcasting. Exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, I have. And there's like a ton of games coming out. Like, so it's, it, it, we finally got a date for Kingdom Hearts. <gasps> when is it? January. Oh. Oh, I'm so excited. What else is coming out in 2019 that I was so excited about besides obviously Game of Thrones? Oh, I can't remember. I'm sure you'll think of it. I will. All right, shall we dive into your uh, to your story? Would you Let's like to give us a little bit in. of a? Well, no, it's I been wouldn't. a minute since we've recorded, <laughs> so we apologize if we're rehashing anything. I have noticed uh, re-listening that I have a massive tendency to rehash. I will tell you the same three stories. We've every told three episodes. that fucking uh, <laughs> what was it the the uh, wrinkle in time story? Yes, I noticed each that. batch of podcasts that we've done, <laughs> and we talked about it again today. We did, but off air. So off you're air, welcome. Exactly. So it's done. You don't have to hear about it again, unless you'd like to. Let us know. We'll we'll rehash it. Um, but yes. So Sheila, can you give us uh, just a little, little or just kind of corner. what your story is about? Yeah, the whole story. Well, or context corner, whatever you want okay. to do. Context corner for where we're at is, I don't know, I guess we're driving around, we're going to the JD, which is, yes. you described as the Peach Pit or the Max? It would have been the Peach Pit, because okay. I'm not sure what the Max is from. That's Saved by the Bell. No, that was the Peach Pit, I thought. No, it was definitely the Max. No, the Peach Pit is from Saved by the Bell. Uh, you do look it up on your phone, and I will, you know, while you're doing that, I will say that it's like the bronze from Buffy, where for some reason all of the underage teens are allowed to go and drink and dance. Okay, so now I have some dead air to fill while you look up the beach pit. I'm pretty sure it was the Max, though, because they did a pop-up Saved by the Bell bar some time ago. Okay, like, I don't want the cute little, like, stores that are called that. I want to know, like what it's from can i just mention that my favorite store is the get it together boutique that i saw in santa fe that sounds amazing <laughs> get it together uh oh no yeah the peach pit is from beverly hills 90210 oh i knew it taylor <laughs> it's not time for sexy voices oh but it's always time for sexy voices okay so you're right about this but you're wrong about the weezer cover of africa so that's fine <laughs> so we're 50 50 or batting th- we're not doing sports it's not a sports podcast just don't do sports metaphors no. <laughs> you, you know i shouldn't no. Okay. Okay. So context corner, Darcy and her gang of roving delinquent potential boyfriends are driving around. Uh, that going was to gang in, in <laughs> finger quotes. <laughs> gang who is very prone to doing makeovers and do not carry weapons or deal drugs or do anything but have rumbles. 
And it's not even a rumble. They just invite people into their homes. To be fair, when I was reviewing, I discovered that what happened, what had happened was Jeremy, bad boy extraordinaire, ran into Wolf at the bar because, of course, they drink at the same establishments. I oh, guess the JD, maybe. Yeah. Um, and Wolf was talking some shit about Darcy, obviously to provoke Jeremy because he doesn't even know Darcy. So it was like that scene from Goodfellas. I don't know because Go I get your shine from Goodfellas. That's we watched movie. it together. And I fell asleep. Did you? I did. Oh, I was just so wrapped. I was, it's like five hours long. It was the TV edit. The movie's like maybe two and a half hours long. What's the TV edit's longer? Well, because you have commercials. Oh. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Oh, was it was cozy. Night. It was around Christmas time. It there was, was not it? Brandy and Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. Good times. Good times. Oh, no. This has turned into the delicious dish. <laughs> Sweaty balls. Sorry. Go ahead. Yum. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh, 90s SNL uh, references. It's my favorite. Tana about, like, feeling old. I know, right? Okay. So, um, Jeremy was drunk and Wolf was besmirching verbally Darcy's maidenhood I this guess? is a scene that we got though no he mentions it offhand okay in... but that's why wolf ended up coming i don't think we got to a part where he mentioned that no we didn't but i can't figure out where it fits in the sequence I, it doesn't seem to fit anywhere but basically jeremy told wolf to come over and then did not tell the gang because he thought they would chicken out so tossed off moment in the book but kind of a huge sabotage moment for the character so it wasn't a target run it was not. Which is upsetting to It me. is. I'm, I'm sorry to retcon it like that for Jesus. you. I know. Okay. Okay. I guess go ahead. I'm going to go ahead. So we're driving around. We're going to the JD. And I'm just going to put this disclaimer out there. This is personally controversial for me because this is where Darcy's other girl hating, jealous, bitchy, generally horrible self comes out. Well, let's also context corner. How old were you when you wrote this? 12. Okay. So And yeah, I, I didn't yet know that we're all on the same side and right. it's not a competition, especially not for the affections of 12-year-old boys. No. Nobody wins. No. So, <clears throat> as always, we pick up in Medias Race because <laughs> I have no idea where we're at in the book. <laughs> <laughs> so, I absorbed the scenery, which included a gaudily adorned movie theater, infinitesimal fast food joints. Oh, we're starting already. <laughs> I think that's the second time I used that word incorrectly. <laughs> but at least oh, it's that not- would be a fun edit to go through to like go through your story, just be like wrong. Oh, wrong. and now that there's, there's a lot of them, no, there's but they're some. there. And various randomly peppered stores. Saturn was not one for window shopping. Judges, judging by oh, his... I forgot they all have really <laughs> stupid names. Yes, they do. Shut up, I love Saturn. Judging by his swift scan and walk on, modus operandi, <gasps> Latin words, the podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's the JD, he proclaimed, as soon as we hove into view of the establishment. Hove? That's a nautical term. We hove to today. <laughs> Just this morning, I hove. <laughs> nautical term. <laughs> there, there might be a few of those. A lot of things are nautical terms. Changing tack nautical term don't get me started i was gonna say i don't know that i've ever used changing tack in a uh ever i don't think i've ever said those two words together (laughs) (laughs) sheila was just giving me like a well i lost my words you you will kind of look i was like you will find yourself changing tack saturn strutted proudly in and sauntered to a carven table a what so medieval carven Okay. I don't know. Uh, immediately, a young waitress poured into a 50s style candy stripe uniform, bustled over. A candy striper uniform? Yeah, that's not a diner thing. That's a hospital thing. I don't know where I was going with that. 
Saturn, she hailed him ecstatically. I discerned a distinct rancorous aftertaste in her voice. Who's your girlfriend? She's not my girlfriend, he replied airily, a tad irate. Just a friend. Her name is Belle. Hi, Belle, the girl uh, tumbled out. <laughs> no, we talked why? about that. It's her fake name because she's on the run. Um, and her grandmother used to call her that. And Taylor was like, oh, that's so fitting. <laughs> of course Yeah, okay, Darcy. That's Darcy. Oh, it gets so much worse. Uh, then pivoted back to Saturn. She was distressingly bouncy. So Saturn, she simpered sweetly. You haven't found a girlfriend yet? I haven't found anyone that I want to go out with yet, Cleo. Are you going to take my order or ask me out? Both, maybe, she tittered. Give me a Coke, Saturn said with a tangible aura of sovereignty. I will say that this is like exactly how like people write the youths do they? in certain television shows when they have absolutely oh. no clue how people talk to each other. That's <laughs> so kind of like Dawson's Creek. I'm kind of on Cleo's side, though. I'm kind of about Cleo. Cleo's not a terrible person, although Darcy thinks she is. <clears throat> what do you want, D- Belle? Can I get a Coke, too, please? I told you this was riveting and I wanted to skip it. And I said no. You did say so no. So Coke also or a Coke number two? <laughs> that didn't exist then, I don't think. No? Wasn't Coke two like, in the 90s? I feel like it was in the late 90s. To the internet. Became sort of millennial. You have got to stop proving points on the internet during our podcast. Oh, I'm not proving a point. I'm just legitimately curious and I'll forget about I'm gonna it later. Go, I'm going to go 1999. Oh, it's going to be my guy. Not come to, Erica. Coke. <laughs> come to my window. There's a little 90s music for you. Go on inside. Wait by the light of the moon. That's on my Lilith Fair playlist that I made. New Coke? They renamed oh, it Coke yeah, 2 in 1992. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. New Coke started in 1985, though, but they renamed it Coke 2 in 92. Wow, you were right, and I was very wrong. Now I'm one for three. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm keeping score. Because I'm Darcy. Okay. Uh, after scrawling this on her tablet, Cleo hovered saucily about the table. Could you get out of here? Saturn snapped petulantly. That's rude. Quite. Cleo, I'm taking your orders. Like, don't be rude to the fucking server. I, yeah, seriously. No matter, like, yeah, exactly. Cleo, undaunted, pirouetted off to retrieve our cokes. Jeez, she never leaves me alone. Every time I come in here, she's all over me. And that bothers you? I demanded archly. I wish I had guys falling all over me like that. Do you? <laughs> that's, that's why I wrote this story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's all coming together. <laughs> Shibby Darcy. <laughs> that's my harem. It's my boy harem story. Not like that, you don't. She's such an airhead, he lamented. Oh my god, we should animate this in like a manga style. Yes, I would love that. Mm-hmm. That's all you, because I have no talent in that regard. It would take me like 50 years to do. It would, and but then now there'd it's be a like, lot of like, all I want drinking. is like a male harem like anime story. <sighs> do it. Can I be creative? Can I be like artistic direction on what the boys are supposed to look like? Sure. Yay. Okay. If she wasn't like that, I mean, she looks okay and all. Here's where it gets bad. I mean, that was pretty bad already. Uh, Well, this is worse. My diehard inner feminist erupted. What do you mean she looks okay in that tight outfit, that low-cut little piece of cloth with that makeup pancaked on her face? Are you saying that's attracted? I demanded irascibly. The look Darcy right now is sucks. She kind of does. Like she is the worst. I know she's your self-insert character from like twenty years ago, but she's 
She's the fucking worst. It makes me sad to think how much energy I put toward resenting other girls. I mean, I think, like, a lot of people go through that, though, and you do need to come to, like... I mean, you could you could have a wider conversation about, you know, not it's not only girls, but, like, the whole generational, like, trying to pit, like, millennials and baby boomers against each other. and Yeah, you that's know, true. It's all just putting people into buckets and pointing them, you know, at each other instead of the fuckers who are ruining everything for everybody. It's so true. If we go down this conversational path, we're going to end up talking about... Oh, no, about- no, that was all I was going to say. <laughs> Okay. That was all. I was like, I'm with you. It was just, but the situation is fraught. Sorry, that's Hamilton lyrics. I apologize. <laughs> Never uh, apologize. Please, for please that. continue reading. Okay. Sorry, Saturn faltered. I just meant that she's sort of pretty. Cleo flounced back with our cokes. Saturn, she said in her syrupy voice, are you free tonight? No, Saturn lied blatantly. Actually, Cleo, I have to confess to you, Belle really is my girlfriend. We're going steady. His foot bashed me under the table. Play along. Saturn, she chided him. Did play along, or was that just a, like... No, it's in italics. Oh, okay. It's what his foot is. So he psychically said this to her. Exactly. Okay. Drawing... Drawing her undoubtedly collagen-enhanced lips into a pout. Yes, I'm so sure this 15-year-old waitress has had... mm, She's so... She just got full lips, Darcy. You don't gotta be jealous. Exactly. Some people have full lips, Darcy. Her feline eyes flickered over me a few times. Well, See, now I'm imagining her as a cat girl. Well, her name is Cleo. I feel like that's a cat name. Ooh, a little bit. Well, why would you ever go out with her? She inquired disdainfully. <sighs> Any more coquetry from the vixen and she was going to suffer. What are you doing, Darcy? You're not doing anything. She, go ahead and start something. This is somebody who thinks she's going to start shit with prisoners. Yeah, she's not starting no, shit. She's not starting shit no. with anybody. She is out of her element. Depth? Out of her depth? Whatever. <sighs> Do we have to do this? Yes. I'm a lot prettier than her, she sniffed. That did it. Okay, also, like, no one talks like this. This no. woman isn't going to be like, fuck this bitch. No. It gets so much worse. Slut, I snarled. You heard him. Get out of here. You- Listeners, I'm sorry. And also, if you could see my shame face, you would know how That's sorry pretty I intense. was. Saturn jerked my arm stalwartly back in a physical caveat. That's not what that word means. But <laughs> there's a lot of that. But he had predicted the impending catfight too late. I boomeranged to my feet, nails brandished in an animalistic alert. Cleo slammed her uh, tray. Yeah, we're, we're, what, what, we're going for that. that. So, were you making like cat pops? Yes. I have to tell you, I took this uh, exercise class on Monday. It's called Nia. Mm-hmm. It was basically, it was invented in the 80s in California. So you can imagine the type of class that yes, it is. Yes, I can. And there was a lot of uh, a cat stuff and pretending to be a cat. So you, listeners, you can't see me, but I'm brandishing my claws and you go like, <gasps> <laughs> There's, and there was probably 10 minutes of that. So... You know, and there you was didn't like burst into hysterics the instant everybody that. was in hysterics. There was galloping and skipping, which I haven't done since grade school. This was, I mean, there was pretend to be a tree. This was a whole. It's the kind of thing that very California from the eighties. Exactly. Saturn, a vacuum in the face of female fury, sagged fatiguedly down. Oh, stereotypical. Praying simultaneously that neither of us would suffer excruciating pain or inflict more than mild abrasions, I anticipated her first strike. It raked me in the form of a jagged nail scratch. I retaliated in black and blue pandemonium, slashing her right back. She <laughs> she yanking cattily at my precious blue hair. When, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. Sorry. Blue hair? They had to dye her hair. So I thought nobody... it was like black. Like they dyed her hair blue. That's what I thought too. Because, but then remember she said that red hair and black hair were slutty. I don't remember two that, colors but... that I have since dyed my hair. <laughs> by the way, I don't I... have anything wrong with blue hair. No, I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know. I snatched a pawful of her jet black tresses and wrenched at them until she yowled in pain. While I was deliberating on how to conclude our little interlude, her body catapulted against me and we toppled to the floor. Workplace fight. By this time, the variegated, delinquent patrons of the JD had adopted and and dynamic engrossment in the melee. Wow. Oh, you can tell how many times I went back and added words to that sentence. The manager, too, pursued a secluded vigil from his vantage point behind the bar. Cleo's feathery weight was mashing my breath from my lungs. I extricated her knotting hand from my head, deftly flipped her onto her back, because I've been practicing my Aikido. <laughs> Aikido roll! <laughs> Valiantly, I lumbered to my feet and stamped a victorious foot on her chest, thereby proclaiming myself the champion. Who does that? Wrestlers. Professional wrestlers do that. Okay. I guess that's but what that's like I was the, channeling. That's like the taunting, like, I'm clearly not going to pin you, but I, I'm going to be a dick. <sighs> like, yeah, that's that's what that is. Saturn hooted, then spurted into impetuous applause. That's rude. The previously silent assemblage did likewise. Why would, why? Triumphantly, I recanted my foot gesture and Cleo lumbered up. As she floundered, humbled in the sickening limelight, the, yeah, the manager approached us gingerly. Ladies, I'm going to have to ask you to step outside with that. There's no fighting in my joint, huh? He said cozeningly. Cozeningly? I think I got that one from Shakespeare. Okay. I think. Or Poe. I'm having like a specific memory with this. Gotcha. Oh, we're finished. I assured him coyly. Wow, you get you dye your hair blue, you wear a leather miniskirt, you become a totally different person. But nevertheless, strode I mean, outside. I would argue I did that, and I didn't. <laughs> No, you you cannot you cannot run away from yourself. Mm-mm. I didn't start beating poor waitresses because <laughs> you never mean to waitresses because they're the ones who bring you your food, and because it's terrible to be mean to waitresses. Well, also, it's and we've like, all worked in right. as we know from the Happy Bakery Company. Exactly, Darcy needs to work in food service for a little while. I think. I think Darcy needs to get a job. Yeah, get a period. fucking job, Darcy. Get a fucking job. Jesus Christ, she doesn't. <laughs> Spoiler alert: she doesn't. <laughs> Uh, Saturn swaggered out with me, secure in his role as sponsor of one of the combatants. Cleo, chagrined, trailed us meekly. I lapsed into a paroxysm of laughter. Receiving a mystified eyebrow rocket from Saturn and a flustered glower from Cleo, I rationalized my outburst. I've never done anything to get kicked out of any place before, I explained. I'm supposed to be a good girl. Me too, Cleo returned dejectedly. Uh, Cleo... I'm sorry I got you kicked out of the JD. Okay, Cleo should, like, should just, like, yeah, kick you, like, right in the badge. <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna be nice. Like, oh, just right in there. <laughs> fuck fuck with Cleo. Oh, it's nothing. I've been yelled at before, just not for fighting, she divulged. Her cappuccino eyes widened a bit. Her distorted, berry so stained feline <laughs> cappuccino eyes. Mm, cat coffee. <laughs> Her lips gilded her face with the ghost of a grin. Cat Coffee is also totally the name of some, like, webcomic somewhere. I would read it. <laughs> it probably is. Uncontrollably, the remnants of her animosity fizzled and detonated into gales of laughter. She and I were seized by the hilarity of the circumstances while Saturn gaped. 
catch up, Saturn. This sparked a further dissolution into laughter. Cleo and I shared a feminine reticence, the details of which Saturn was impervious to. It was inexplicably one of pledged friendship. Of necessity, it demanded stumbling apology on both sides and some laborious adjusting, but we were bound together by our very hatred, which had long since abated. Oh, it's like Romeo and Juliet. Did you, like, not have friends that were girls? No, all of my friends were girls. Right. So where, where did that come from? Well, I did once have a physical fight with Anna. Oh. Not once. <laughs> Anna, Anna and I used to have, like, slap, scratch, hair pull fights. But when we were seven or eight. Gotcha. One time, I got really mad at her when she was over at my house playing Nintendo, and I hit the reset button. You're a monster. I know. I still kind of feel bad about that. That's the one Sorry, that you Anna. feel bad about? <laughs> well, the slap fights were shared. We got into a slap fight once when we were decorating the bushes with Halloween um, cobwebs. I, I don't know what there is to fight about there. Not much. Not much, but, you know, that's, that's who I am. <laughs> I'm sorry, Belle, she extended in a tepid apology. I didn't mean any of that stuff I said earlier. I get jealous sometimes. Can I skip this? This nope. is so boring. Nope. I'm sorry, too. It was really my fault. Blamely, <laughs> right? Like, Cleo did nothing in this situation. Nope. Blamely spilled copiously on both sides, but according to the rules of conduct in a similar emergency, each party must deny several times that the other party partook of the instigation. Darcy, you don't know shit. What are you talking no, about? No, I don't know where these like, rules for life are coming from. I mean, from. I will say that there are definitely, like, life rules. One of them is that once your bra comes off when you get home, that bra ain't coming back on. David Sedaris had a whole bit when he spoke at the uh, librarian conference about how, like, all of his female friends take their bras off in the car and put them in the glove compartment. And I was like, why did I never think of that? I've never done that, but I have definitely, like, unhooked my bra after, like, a particularly, like, bad tit day. Oh, yeah. And, like, just been like, no, yeah, I can't anymore. Like, no. Like, this is just unhooking. And Unbind. we're just gonna, like, yeah. Be free. Yeah. This is my, my very closest friends, of whom you are one. I don't even have to wear a bra at their house. When I get to Jennifer and Monique's, as long as their husbands and fiancés are not home, I will take off my bra immediately. <laughs> I love that. Uh, whereupon the other party must... I will also say that if you have not put your bra on by 2 o'clock in the afternoon, just no bra day. Also another rule. I will sometimes... I have one dress where I will go braless. Yeah, I just can't. Cause it's no, like you can't. Unfortunate, <laughs> like, on many levels. But I used to be able to more, but... You nah, know, yeah, that was never caught a up with thing me. for me, unfortunately. I'm sorry. It's kind of fun. I mean, the days where I'm just home and I don't, it's outstanding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. I have a lot of thoughts on bras, but we don't have... This doesn't have to be bras, the podcast. This doesn't have to be bras, the podcast. This has to be extremely boring cat fight, the podcast. <laughs> Whereupon the other I'm party, having a good time. <laughs> you? Because I just want to get to the stabbing and stuff. Uh, the other party must dispute this vehemently and insist with Lancelotly loftiness that it was really all his or her oh, fault. Oh, fuck you, Darcy. <sighs> Lancelotly loftiness. Love it. Saturn was still floundering in the enmity stage. That's like a bad uh, 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 fallout boy lyric. <laughs> <laughs> this whole book is a bad fallout boy lyric. <laughs> Where do you go to school, Cleo? I, I do secretly, not so secretly, love Fallout Boy. That's on my pump you up playlist. I believe we've had this discussion before on the podcast, or we were going to talk about it the last time and we didn't because that stupid "Sugar You're Going Down" song was totally in my head That's when I was stupid. writing that uh, the scene, the Ethan Hawke scene. 
from my uh when they're like oh flying out of the castle oh we should do soundtracks Ooh, i think that's an excellent put idea. them on twitter i'm mm-hmm. it all right done where do you go to school cleo i'm starting at john's this fall i used to be at this stupid school but i was too smart for it so i'm transferring <laughs> oh cleo i'm sort of <laughs> her she's much more likable than our heroine we need a side story about cleo oh there the next whole chapter is a cleo chapter yay so get hype for i don't get hype sheila i stay <laughs> hype thank you <laughs> okay well then you know just do your hype maintenance will do i'm sort of nervous she confided where do you go i'm going to john's too maybe we'll be in some of the same classes i cried impulsively you a sophomore Yep, she affirmed. Oh, I'm so glad I'll have a friend with me. She clutched my hands deliriously. Although I hate the uh, stereotypical feminine angle that I took on this, I do like that they become friends. It's it's cute. It's sweet. Saturn grudgingly invited Cleo to spend the afternoon with us, as it was only an extension of proper decorum. <sighs> she... <laughs> she... <laughs> Why? Why? Dictate life for everyone. She agreed ebulliently, and we shambled off. Wait, I'm sorry. What was that word? Uh, ebu- I don't know how to pronounce it. Ebu- <laughs> I am not even drinking. Ebulliently? I mean, you are drinking. Yeah, but I had like one sip. Uh, as the lemonade sun of Chicago summer puckered fitfully onto our backs. <laughs> I don't hate that, Decent actually. Decent yeah, line. it's not terrible. Decent, Decent line. Saturn suggested we visit the radio station headquarters. Like, who does that? The thrilling facade of which towered before us. You know who does that? It's the mouth breathers that go outside the Wrigley building to, like, stare at the people that are, like, doing their show. <laughs> I've seen anyone do that. I mean, it's not something that a lot of people do, but, What's like... What's in the Wrigley building? They had... Or they used to. I don't think that they're actually there anymore. WGN had... Uh, I think it's WGN. Oh, I have seen that, because when we went to the America's Got Talent tryouts, that was in the same building. Why are you looking at me like that? It was one of the best nights of my life. I'm glad it was one of the best it nights was of my life. It was so good. But whenever you have somebody, like, recording or doing something, like... Or even when they do the news, mm-hmm. like, over there uh, by the Chicago Theater, um, people will stand and be like... What are they doing in there? Well, that's because they put those poor newscasters in a giant glass box so people to gawk at them. Well, you shouldn't gawk. Just go about your day. But it's, it's I mean, it's kind of cool. I mean, I, I didn't stand there and gawk at them. <laughs> but apparently I am that kind of person because I'm like, let's go to the radio station. What? Harry Carey? You girls want to go inside? Sure, Cleo acquiesced. Why? Exactly, Cleo. I don't know. Saturn said cheekily as we canvassed the exterior. What? How are they letting you in? You don't work there. Can you not just walk into a radio station? I've been to NPR. I mean, I've been to NPR too, but I think it was for like a thing. I feel like you could just walk in. They they probably wouldn't. I mean, there's got to be somebody sitting there like, can I help you? <laughs> you need something? Not at K103. Is that supposed to be Q101? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, see if we can see a couple DJs. It's everybody's idea of a fun afternoon. Saturn, it was the 90s. Saturn vaulted Never meet your heroes. <laughs> to hold the door, then snaked after us into the lobby. Cleo, who apparently had depleted her reserves of endurance, collapsed gratefully onto a diminutive silver couch. I audited an array of okay, plans. Okay, okay, should that have been a silver chair? <laughs> I, that might be a little Easter egg for, yeah. There, Who knows? There might be a bunch of those <gasps> in here. There's a juke joint Jezebel in there somewhere. <laughs> I think the juke joint Jezebel is Cleo. Uh, Saturn bounced impatiently on his toes. 
Ten minutes later and a splashing quaff of water later, a rugged bronzed Apollo strolled in courtly fashion through a pair of sliding glass doors. Oh, more sexy boys. The unknown shoved his glitzy sunglasses onto his bristly streaked hair. Again, oh, yeah, those, the 90s. Those, yeah, those, uh... <laughs> Like, nobody's getting dressed up to go to work at a radio station, all right? <laughs> I don't think, I don't know that he's dressed up. I think it was just the 90s. And spanked Saturn's hand resoundingly. Oh, his tasteless plan spanked his hand. <laughs> no, this is so good. Uh, his tasteless plastic pants and <laughs> an utter an utter lack of a shirt. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Please, I, I need that sheet. Thank you. He, he's the DJ, but he's not wearing. Any- I'm with the DJ. Okay, wait. Where, where are we here? like middle of the page somewhere uh, so plastic pants vinyl pants and no shirt she's reviewing tasteless plastic pants and utter lack of a shirt <laughs> who doesn't wear a shirt in the workplace <laughs> you're not rolling into work in plastic pants ah yeah, that fell off the back there honey oh no what if we miss a page <laughs> of this extremely essential pivotal scene? Hey, this is this shit is key. Shira. <laughs> um, but his his you know pants and shirt situation belied his chaste demeanor and unsullied reputation. What do you know about these DJs? Is he like a, a, a like a Christian, like a Christian <laughs> DJ? Possibly. That's unfortunate. I don't know. It's entirely impossible. Oh, because you, you were, you did have the Born Again Christian friend when you were writing this, yeah. right? He is a Christian DJ for a Christian radio station. <laughs> this is not, it's Q101, it's not a Christian radio station. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> Sheila. <laughs> well, we'll find out more because this scene never ends. So if you want me to call it. Nope, keep going. Okay. Sheila, if we skipped this, we would not have gotten plastic pants and no shirt. <laughs> no, you're right. There, there are There's moments. gold. There's nuggets <laughs> of gold in Rusty here. Marlins is panning for gold. Oh, Rusty Marlins. <sighs> hey, hey. There's a little prospector that lives in the <laughs> It is. It's the little details that it are is. the spectacular It definitely parts. is. Not the 20 pages of the cat fights. Hey, hey, Corey Saturn, the guy whooped. Haven't seen you oh, around so for a while. Oh, so Saturn is his last name. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. That was totally undeserved. Corey? His name is Corey Saturn. What you doing here? Nothing, Finny. How's the job going? I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Finny? Finny. It's probably short for Phineas. Okay. Uh, That's all I got. Okay, good. Uh, How's the job going? Orienting on Finney's gravelly voice, I determined him to be none other than Finney Tyler, the K103 DJ whose sinuous streams of words never surrendered to silence, because that would be a bad DJ. So there's two Tylers in this story. No, that's Taylor. Oh, excuse me. <gasps> Dude. Dude. Unconstrained, I staggered over to where the two were exchanging quips. Finney Tyler, hi, I'm Belle Maris. Finney seized my hand. <laughs> no, you're not. Seized my hand and pumped it up and down forthrightly. Hey, Belle, what's up? What are you doing with my pal Saturn? Who's the lovely lady on the couch? His incessant questions mirrored his stream of consciousness. If a thought violated the barriers of his mind, he involuntarily shared it. He's a DJ. Lay off. What a DJ. <laughs> I 
mid DJ. When Finney desisted, hawking in a huge breath, and Cleo was reclining luxuriously on her dais, Saturn shot one surreptitious glance at Finney and then. Her s- dais? I thought she was on a couch. It, 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 it is. Oh, okay. It's the silver. It's the silver couch. <laughs> it's the silver chair. Uh, and spewed out the question which had sojourned so long in his mouth. Finn, is there any opening for another DJ at this station? I'm sure my jaw pitched downward like a caricatured dullard, but Finny wasn't dazzled in the least, because why would he be by a very ordinary question? You for real? Ari Dutch all of a sudden decided to leave next Saturday and we didn't get a replacement yet. If you're serious, I can call the boss right now. Want me to? How old is Saturn? I don't know, like 15? 16? No child labor laws in this post-apocalyptic Chicago. Yes, Saturn said impetuously. Obediently, Finney pounded a button and held a static sprayed conference with someone. This is how you get jobs. This is how I got hired at Philly's Best, though. Walked in there in a dress and heels. They gave me a t-shirt and we're like, all right, get in the kitchen. Hey, whatever works. It was awesome. Okay, he'll be down in a minute, Finney informed us. Thanks, Saturn mumbled. Uh, <laughs> Darcy's favorite question. Is this legal? <laughs> she is to a be fair, follower, Sheila. Yeah, so she has a point this time. I lanced this turbulent development with the voice of reason. <laughs> like Lancelot I mean, you're only 15, Finney surmised. No, it's not really, but when's your birthday? January, Saturn cracked. I wouldn't do this for anyone, you know, but since you're my buddy, Saturn, I'll make an exception. Now, if anyone asks, you're 16. What does that matter? <laughs> well, I think you do have to be 16 to work. Yeah, but, like, for a proper, like, job job, don't you have to be older? Uh, we have, I have a colleague who I believe was hired when he was 17, possibly 16. He's, huh. like, 20 now, but, yeah. He might be even younger. Yeah, he might have been 16. Hmm. And he's, I mean, he's really good. Other question. Yeah. How old is Finney? Oh, I don't know. He might be like 23. Okay. Or he might be. How are all of these like, like these, these wild. Why are they friends? Yes. It's a small neighborhood. Okay. Uh, they all drink at the JD. All of the. No one's drinking. No, no <laughs> self-respecting 23 year old. It'd be like us, like, if Zero Gravity was still there, like, rolling up there tonight and being like, hi, fellow kids. (laughs) No, but Wolf Halleck drinks there. So it's a real bar. They just don't card. It's a neighborhood thing. It's a watering hole thing. Mm -hmm. It it is. It's fine. It's going to be fine. Okay. Do you want me to stop yet? I feel like I've been going for a while. Uh, Do you want to try and find, like, a good stopping place? This whole scene is so irrelevant. Well, how about just read to the end of that page and then we can... Or where are you on that page? I'll find a stopping point on okay. this page. Okay. <clears throat> Presently, the head honcho of the station staggered downstairs and entered as he drunk at work, probably. Finney's taciturn anxiety pervaded the room in peaking waves, but Saturn's garrulous flood of words as he accosted the boss bore no trace of trepidation. <sighs> yeah. I'm exhausted. I'm emotionally exhausted. I strayed back to Cleo, who was snoozing naively on the couch. People sleeping. That's good writing. That's good plot. Minutes later. Well, is she like catatonic? Is she just kind of like. I think she's a lazy um, Cleopatra type. Like a a high maintenance kind of. And she's bored. So she's sleeping. Gotcha. I believe. 
<sighs> Minutes later, Saturn bounded over and warbled his earth-shattering news. Hey, hey, girls. There's a lot of hey, hey in this he story. He was a big Jack Brickhouse fan. <laughs> oh, he wants to get into radio. <laughs> that's, you know, that's, it's possible. I got a job. Cleo, who was blissfully ignorant of the monumental nature of what had just transpired, Darcy's taking this awful seriously. It's a job. I, I guess that is something to take seriously. Congratulated Saturn vacuously and then waltzed away, presumably to flirt with Finny. Saturn, what the jolly are you doing? I snapped. Oh, there it is. Was there waiting it is. for it. Yeah, not enough jollies. Not enough. Not enough. Okay, one so far. Jolly count one. Is this okay with everyone? Ivan and Taylor and all? Sure, why not? Saturn shrugged amiably. I mean, what's wrong with that? Well, nothing, really. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, congratulations. Conflict resolved. <laughs> oh, Saturn, we're going to be hearing you on Two the radio. Senses later. Conflict <laughs> resolved. That, people, is an object lesson in mini conflict. <laughs> My apprehension dissolved rapidly into pride, ipso facto. Go fuck yourself. I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I don't know. When we had emerged into the billowing sunlight, that's not how that works. Once again, I blitzed Saturn. Sunlight doesn't billow? <laughs> In Darcy's world. In Darcy's beautiful world. I blitzed Saturn with a barrage of questions. When do you start? What are your hours? Are you getting paid? Of course I'm getting paid. Why do you think I took the job? Good response. Smoothly, he volleyed more answers. I start next Saturday the 9th. It's for the weekend, Saturdays and Sundays from 12 to 4. Think I can handle it? No. <laughs> eight hours a week but no <laughs> you're gonna suck at it saturn with his psychotic jabbering would lasso the hearts of every listener yeah definitely <laughs> no one likes weekend djs just play the fucking music oh is that true i mean i don't well in my opinion is everyone's opinion sheila <laughs> I, I learned that when we tried to talk about weezer's cover of toto's africa i mean again just because you're sorry, wrong cover that's fine you it's can't see my air quotes totally but. fine because they're unwarranted air quotes <laughs> my air quotes are always warranted Aww. sometimes the bunnies just come up out of the ground okay. so are they bunnies or are they air quotes their air quotes made out of bunnies. Okay, again, I'm glad. Ada, I'm going to be a radio DJ. <laughs> I'm going to be on the radio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, that's a great laugh. I've never heard anyone do like an ee hee hee. It's throwing those in awesome. a little bit more lately. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my goodness. Maybe we should be the radio DJs. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> I swear way too much to be on the fucking radio. Well, they... Oh, yeah, no, I guess you would have to get that under control. And that's not going to happen, mm -mm. so... It's too late in life for that. Now, how long have you been planning this? Saturn regarded me sheepishly. For about a week. How did you know I planned it? Saturn, people don't just walk into places and demand jobs. Obviously, you planned it. But I'm very proud of you. Cleo curled her exquisite So this is lips. all post-Rumble? I don't know. Okay. I think so. Okay. I don't know, though. Maybe okay. not. All right. Just curious. I think so. We can go home now if you want, Saturn said, indulging me. Cleo, you coming home with us? Let's go out for coffee first, Cleo trilled. Sure. Cleo scurried off, leading us to a slick, urbane little coffee house, an antithesis to the bricked and graffitied monotony of the neighborhood. So this neighborhood has a fancy hipster coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Cleo Etheridge. Head of their time. 
<laughs> so please, her last name is Everett. It is. We were just talking about her. That's wondrous. Oh, that's great. Hey, what's up? Come this to your my boyfriend? window, indeed. <laughs> Hashtag come to my window. This your boyfriend? Inquired an impudent young waiter, attired in an angelic all-white suit and bearing several cooking implements sheathed in a trendy black apron. What? Who cares what he, the waiter is wearing? Well, it, but that doesn't make any sense. Well, which part? Why would he have, like, cooking implements if he's the waiter? Because I was 12 and I didn't know how Fair. food service <laughs> Like, let me just cut some, cut some, cut your steak for you. Fair. <laughs> I'm gonna, like, cut your food for you. <laughs> this is a full-service coffee shop. It's, it's an it's important fixture for this neighborhood. <laughs> no, he's not my boyfriend, she purred. Fritz, can you give us a seat? Certainly, Fritz. You realize that your novel has about as many characters as War and Peace. Yes. <laughs> They're all so, they all contribute so much to the story. <laughs> like Fritz, the waiter with... Certainly, Fritz said hastily. Can I skip, like, the waiter stuff? Okay, he went jaunting off, yanking out chairs klutzily. Not a very good waiter. Can I get you anything? Yes, Cleo bubbled. I'll have an iced cappuccino. And could you put whipped cream on it? Sure, sure. And for you, miss? You're putting cappuccino? Like, what, you can't ice in cappuccino. I'm sorry. Barista Erica is coming no, forth. No, Starbucks definitely puts whipped cream on iced stuffs. Yeah, but uh, you can't really make an iced cappuccino. Because half of it is foam. Excellent point. I probably never even had coffee at this point. No, I life. guess you could probably. Could you ice like cool down foam? I'm sorry. In a like molecular I'm fa- gastronomy, I'm falling down way. a hole here. Please go ahead. <laughs> We're looking for a good stopping okay. point, and there isn't one. <laughs> I'll have the same thing as Cleo. Fritz beamed, then consulted Saturn. Meanwhile, Cleo nudged me. Cute, isn't he? Sorta. He's kind of a klutz, though. I chortled. How is he a klutz? Well, he. I don't know. <laughs> He was yanking out chairs klutzily. Oh, okay. His one character trait. That he has. <laughs> He's a klutz. He's a klutz. Girls, got any money on you? I'm broke. Saturn notified us tardily. Saturn, why do you try to spend money you don't have? I expostulated. If you don't have any, you shouldn't buy things. It's it's she's not wrong. Oh, she's so judgy. Now let me see if I have any money. What if I wasn't here to bail you out? I charged him as I crunched two ten dollar bills. Where are you getting money? What would you do then, huh? Why are you wasting it on cappuccinos? Darcy, this is your... You don't have a job and you ran away from home. It's fine. It'll be fine. I'd run out after I finished. Saturn apprised me nonchalantly. I do it all the time. What? I squealed. You can't do that. Saturn regarded my antic spasm of virtuosity. <laughs> I kind of liked that, that's actually. That's kind of Because that's what name. it is. Yeah. With a detached bafflement. Why not? It's not right. Yeah, Saturn. Cleo chimed but in. it's okay. <laughs> raking her faux fingernails on his downy arm. You really shouldn't steal things like that. Ew, her faux fingernails? Well, not her real fingernails. You know, like, fake nails. Okay. Yeah. I mean... That just sounds kind of gross for some... I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm like, that's what you have a quibble with? I mean, I have a quibble with, you know, everything, but... It's it's one big quibble. It's a large quibble. (laughs) Okay, geez, Saturn tweeted. That's funny. It reads different things. (laughs) I'm going to need it iced. <laughs> Being shot phone. at from all sides. Remind me not to tell you girls anything else. Okay, now they're going back to the house. W- would you like to stop I would there? like to. I would very much. Okay. okay. All right. Over to you. Where are we at? So had you not gone to, like, coffee houses? At 12? Or was that a thing that we started doing in high school? That was the thing we started doing in high school. Okay. They they were not as ubiquitous then. It, oh, my God. I sound like Darcy. <laughs> 
No, I mean, there were a bunch of, like, Starbuckses around, but we always went to Caribou Coffee. Well, because it was right there. But I don't don't feel like Starbucks was around in 1996. Ish. They were around. There was that one right next to the movie theater. We just never went there because they didn't have seats. And Caribou had the couch. Yeah, that everybody used to fondle their boyfriends on i don't remember that you don't that's why i hated going out for coffee because everybody would be sprawling all over their stupid high school boyfriends oh my god i am darcy a little bit a little bit (laughs) i hate people showing affection no but high school pda is the worst Uh, any pda is the fucking worst right on um okay so we if memory serves and again it's been a while since we last recorded i had written some stuff I believe uh, Elisa was um, speaking with the narrator of the story, who is not the author, but I think I used that a little interchangeably. A little confusing, whatever. Uh, But then it either jumped or skipped, or I just decided to start writing something else, which is a thing that I I do often. Oh, at the very end of your story? Well, I don't know that I thought I was coming to the ending. Oh. But, yeah. Can you catch me up on what is happening with Shannon? Um, or has nothing happened since he pushed them out the window? No, he was like, uh, his like patron, do you remember this? Vaguely. Uh, was there to like comfort him? Who I think ultimately is his, because I think we talked about this a little bit. His, the world is like, at least this is what I later decided was going to happen and then never fucking wrote it. The world, I know, the world was, like, something that he had created because his wife was, like, yes. this extra, like, she wasn't human. She was, like, a different, like, from this, this fucking world or was, like, magical or some shit. And then she died. And I so, don't think she died, but she, she left, left because she knew she could never be enough for him once he found that, <laughs> that story. She couldn't be enough for him? No, I know. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I think that was what it was. I would have to go back and listen to... Was that before or after he started teaching kindergarten? Probably before. Before, I believe. But he's human. He's human. Or he was. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing makes any sense. But he's Let's powerful just... enough to create Because he's, this... like, writing the world. So he can, Could like... anyone do that? I guess in theory. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of... I only have a couple more pages, though, so it... Is that why his hawk is named Ethan? It's entirely possible. Okay. Or that's why Ethan was able to sprout the wings. But wouldn't Shannon not want Ethan to sprout wings? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I just gotta get things straight. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, this this is garbage. Does Shannon know that Ethan Hawke is a real person? <laughs> Maybe Ethan Hawke isn't a real person. In this in the, world. In the spirit of the novel. Okay. That's a sad world. I don't want to live in a world where Ethan Hawke isn't a real person. But then we would have never gotten reality bites. We're about to repeat ourselves. Probably, yes. <laughs> okay. Sue. Sue. Bracing. Uh, Bracing draft. Yes. Look it up. Ah, that's delicious. Okay. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So terrible. <laughs> uh, after the toll of midnight sounded, Beth unwrapped herself from the bed sheets and cautiously, I think that's supposed to be hurried. Yeah, that's an R and an I that decided to start fucking hurried from the bedroom. <laughs> oh. uh, Kale had fallen asleep in the chair next to her bed. Creepy. Why isn't he? I thought, okay. I thought they were sleeping together. Maybe they did, but remember, this is like 
not written at the same time as that other stuff. Oh. So I think it was a case of I'm writing stuff but not having gone back and looked at what I wrote before. Okay. So there's How much be... of a time gap was there? I have no idea. I, I mean, years or I don't know if days. it was years. Okay. I mean, maybe weeks, maybe months. Long enough but to... Long enough that I should have gone back and looked. Um, <laughs> but I didn't. So. Incongruities, the podcast. Okay. Right on. <clears throat> Kale had fallen asleep in the chair next to her bed and was snoring so loudly he could have slept through a carpet bombing. <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, she slipped into the hall and hurried, it's the second time you use hurried in that paragraph, Erica, to a room across the hall. Earlier she'd stashed, yeah, see, like she wasn't, yeah, okay, anyway, yeah. This is all over the place. She stashed, stashed, words, a cape <laughs> and some jewelry to sell there. A cape? Yes. Uh, it. Is it a super fancy cape? I don't think so. So she... Okay, she just took what she could get. Exactly. Okay. Uh, she opened the window. That's spelled wrong. And gently lowered herself out. <laughs> I just spelled window wrong. I didn't spell window wrong. I think I spelled opened wrong. Oh, it's, that's Just worse. one end, not two ends, right? Yes. Yeah. I do that all the time. Uh, bu- 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 she shoved the necklace further into her pockets and found the stables. Like... The stables? But they were in, like, a palace. Again, this is completely, like... Doesn't match up with what I was I was reading okay. before. So I apologize, folks. Uh, there's only a few more pages, and then we, we'll, we'll get to my space opera. Oh, I can't wait. But I really need to know how this ends. Well, and we can, like I said, I do want to kind of discuss a little bit about this. Because um, I think it does just kind of end. Oh. I want to know what happens to Shannon. <clears throat> I don't even know. Oh, no, I think he is in these. Cause... He better be. And if he's not, you need to. Excuse me. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I think I have a couple other, like, scenes and shit that I wrote, too, that might be worth okay. revisiting, but... Appendices. No. 0. 0.5. That's what they do when they release, like, something that's not book one and not book two. They're like, this is book 2.5. So that's what those will be. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, the stables. Only one man sat next to the door. Dozing. <laughs> okay. Beth, uh, that is not how you spell sidled. Past him, quietly soothing the horses. Soothing. At the ends of the sta- at the end of the stables, a familiar-looking beast gently opened <gasps> his eyes at her. Is it Hailwing? It's not Hailwings. It's oh, dead. I thought he came <laughs> back to life. Uh, you look like Hailwings. She smiled. Oh. Let's see if you can fly like him. He didn't fly very well. He died. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't his fault. It wasn't her fault. Her fault. Sorry. Hailwings is a girl. Uh, they exploded from the roof of the stable. That's responsible. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a door right there, stupid. <laughs> Did they, I'm sorry. Did they blast a hole through the roof? Well, then you're going to be like, let me be really stealthy. Let me climb out this window. And then we just, like, explode out of the roof of the Come building. Boom! <laughs> Shazam! Sense-making. The podcast. Maybe she just got up there and then exploded meant they left fast. I mean, that's entirely possible. Uh, <laughs> I like the other way better, though. Uh, bu- 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 bu. Waking up the kitchen staff and the snoozing stable boy. Alliteration. Everyone is sleeping on the job here. That's sleeping. They all screamed at the horse thief, but watched helplessly as she flew away. Yeah. What are they going to do? Nothing. <laughs> Suckers. Uh, the commotion woke Kale from his nap. Oh, his name is Kale. Like... <laughs> Christ on the cross. He found the bed empty and saw the horse fly by his window. She like flew by the window and was like, nah. 
because she didn't what do you call she it she buzzed him uh beth he tore uh out of the palace and entered the courtyard so like what window is she crawling out of the stable it doesn't make any sense the bedroom the- uh just in time to watch beth disappear Ooh. um with ethan not with ethan no by herself. Okay, I think this is a scratchy scene change. I don't believe he has the manpower to attack us. Beth can stay here, but we must be sure our kingdom is safe, Alvant said. This isn't just about Beth. There's something worse afoot here. A- oh, good. Ada's here. I was Ada. worried we weren't going to see Ada again. Ada. No, she's my favorite. Witchy auntie of our hearts. Uh, Ada nodded. I was thinking the same thing. Why would an off-worlder want to destroy his world to fix ours? It makes no sense. That being Shannon? Yes. Okay. Okay, none of this makes any sense anymore. <laughs> I apologize. Well, I just, I, I don't know how much I don't remember. Gotcha. Uh, the door exploded open and Kale fell out. Lots of explosions. <laughs> oh, Kale. He's such a clod. I love him. Uh, Beth left. <laughs> she gone. <laughs> she gone. <laughs> left? I thought you were watching her. I fell asleep, but that doesn't matter. She's flying towards me. <laughs> Just gloss right over the fact that I fell asleep on the job. I'm horrible. She's flying towards the floating castle. I fell asleep, but that doesn't matter. I love it. You're going to tell my boss that. (laughs) I fell asleep, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) As the library burns around you. (laughs) Okay, apparently another scratchy scene change. We're just jumping all over the fucking place here. Beth steered the horse toward the rooftop of the palace, carefully watching each step. She climbed down and slipped into the tallest tower's window. Okay. She tiptoed to the door and peeked into the corridor. No one in sight. She hurried towards Shannon's quarters. Oh, there you go. He's here. Okay. Well, okay. For Why reasons. is she? She should just Who run away. the fuck knows? She probably has a score to settle if I know Beth. She walks now. Anna, I just want to... I have assumed that Shannon talking to somebody. Shannon? He visibly stirred in his chair and peeked towards Beth. He's not even getting up. No, why would he get up? We're very lazy in these these pages. Um, oh, Beth, why? I'm not sure how to put this, so I'll just say it. Like, this doesn't make a lick of fucking sense. I want her to say, ya basic. She doesn't, though, which is really unfortunate. Uh, I'm not sure how to put this, so I'll just say it. I remember you as a caring person. Like, this is enabling! We Wait, are enabling! Who's Beth is saying this? To Shannon. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed, too. She... Ugh. Okay. Who wanted to make his students' lives better. You're a good person. This isn't like you. Despite she remembers this from kindergarten? All of the evidence to the contrary. In an instant, he was across his, the room, his fingers digging into her arms. Wait. I think she's playing him. Maybe? I legitimately don't remember. Uh, I didn't read this before we, we came down. You were five. This is him now. How could you know what I'm like? This is, like, really yeah, upsetting I... to me. True, but upsetting. Beth didn't fight his grip. I know you're good. Let's find a way home. Uh, this is my home. I belong here. Who told you that? People care for you back at home. Shannon? For Shannon? I guess. No, they don't. They don't. Shannon's face softened. Is that why you came here? You care for me? Ah, oh, Erica. No! Why? God! This is gross. I'm, I'm getting, like, skeeved. I'm skeeved. It's still, it's Phantom of the Opera. Ask. Right, and I hadn't seen it at this point. That's why this doesn't make any sense. So you're a genius. Because that's what Christine is doing. She's playing him a little bit. She plays the Phantom a little bit to get him to back off enough so she can stall for Raul. I feel like that's what Beth's doing, but she is her own Does Raul. Does she do that, though? Yes. Because she's feel being like... all, like, high-pitched and, like, have you, like, gorged yourself in your... In your lust for blood! blood. 
Am I now to be prey with her to your last for blood flesh <laughs> flesh with her Sarah Brightman voice? This face. No, we can't do this. Okay. Oh, that's that's K hole. If that I had thought about that. it, I would have invited you over last night. I know well, we haven't done that in such a long. Time. No, we haven't. Have you seen the 25th anniversary concert of that? No, it's wonderful, and I think I have it somewhere. I bet it's wonderful, but who? It's not Sarah Brightman and uh, dude, uh, Michael Crawford. No, but they're good. The people that they have doing okay, it are good. really good. It's wonderful. It's Phantom. It's I Phantom love Phantom. Of the- Did you ever read the novel? It's good. I don't know that I ever read the novel. No, I, I read Hunchback for some reason. But that's a slog. Yes, it is. Oof. Did you read the whole thing? It's not huge. It's not like uh, it's Victor Hugo, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not anywhere near his as name long. is literally. <laughs> I tried to read Les Miserables when I was twelve. So did I after I saw the show, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I don't know that I could even get through that now. No, it's like it's like bigger than the stand. Yeah. Like, no, I'm good. Thank it's, you. It's French realism. Mm. Yeah, I'm solid. Saw the show. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got the Cliff's notes. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is kind of phantom. Uh, uh, vocal fry the podcast what's that vocal fry the yeah there podcast. you go uh shannon the specter clad in red burst through the window do you remember this this is the wife character of shannon yeah but we no. don't know that it's the wife yet I don't oh think. i see yes no that's a big surprise to me uh i leave you and you allow the one who ran away from you to poison your mind with lies wait okay go on yeah, no none of this makes any sense uh, but she cares for me, Shannon breathed. Creepy. Why else would she return? This is just horrible. It's... But she cares for me. She cares for me. She cares for me. Sexy voices. <laughs> the podcast. Uh, the specter floated forward. Fool! She wants the staff. Why would she have fled? You remember the staff? Yeah. Yeah. I do. It rotated. <laughs> Rotating and... Maybe it didn't rotate. No, okay. it totally did. Okay. That was a thing. Uh, Beth, that's not true. I want to save you, Shannon. This isn't where we belong. Like, why does she Where is this coming from? Why does she care about it? So something must have happened. Oh, something humanized. Shannon's big humanizing moment. But maybe I just didn't write it because I was like, I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be. I don't know. But we're missing something. Maybe. We're missing something here. I don't know why I'm trying to, like, get into pages. Um, fed up, the specter, and we're getting into bondage again, because that's a thing. Ooh. The specter shot its bandages at Beth, pulling her to its face. Ew. Yeah, I know. This is, that, I mean, that's effectively very creepy. A little bit, right? You both belong here, girly. He's my charismatic overlord. Ah. Uh, and you're the source of his power. He's not charismatic. <laughs> like. Oh, he's the least kindergarten nurse bullied him. Oh, he runs and I just around. I hit myself and... in the face with my page. <laughs> Beth's eyes grew progressively larger as the ghost unveiled her purpose. Pages. Uh, don't touch her. The bandages snapped and Beth fell back into Shannon's arms. Creepy. No. Right. Uh, Horrible. Uh, Why? Beth. No. I mean, she fell back. I don't think she meant yeah. to. But whatever. I'm still upset. Uh, you told me I've been brought here for another chance. Fool. She really likes to say fool. I found you because you needed to be remolded. I made you a god here. People cower before you. Not really. So she was never a good faith wife. Maybe She's that's... always been like a manipulative spirit. I always kind of thought in, in like my thinking since this that she did actually like love him. And that's why she gave him. Oh, I see. Like this. She saw something in him. Right. Inexplicably. Um, with his pet Maybe hawk. he's very handsome. <laughs> his pet falcon. <laughs> his pet falcon is named after his least favorite student. Oh my goodness. That's not weird at all. 
Uh, Beth set Shannon on her feet and moved between her and his benefactor. You lied to me. You needed to be lied to. You're a pathetic Weasley. Here you go. You're a pathetic Weasley worm with no future, but I made you into something. Well, okay. uh, Feeling Beth's hands on his arm, I'm really annoyed by this, Shannon's view became clearer. The fog lifted from his mind. Oh, it's like a worm tongue situation. Mm-hmm. And his thoughts were his own. Uh, yeah, that's like such a cop-out, though. Which part? Like, his thoughts were in his own. Like, there was, like, this clouding of his thoughts. Oh, so you think this whole time... I'm a little annoyed by that. No, actually, that kind of explains the why his character is so different at different times. Maybe. Thank you for trying to justify my channel. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Um, Where were we at here? Uh, Shannon's view became clearer. The fog lifted from his mind and his thoughts were his own. Her presence calmed him, made him stronger. He heaved at the specter, shoving her back with his energy. Okay. She crashed, and they began to run. Who? I, I don't know. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. The staff sheath... Oh, we're getting in Chicago here. Staff sheath is in Buckingham Fountain, for reasons. Oh. Uh, Shannon said. I think at this point, because remember, like, the... There was that rift in the, like, universe at the Happy Bakery Company. Yeah. And, like, those beasts, like, exploded yeah. out from it. So the worlds have kind of merged. Right. Oh, Super I see. Mario Brothers okay. style. But there's no King Koopa with a uh, super scope, unfortunately. That's disappointing. It is, because I feel like all stories really need that. Yeah. To be cohesive. And Absolutely. I mean, it's it's the logical endpoint for everything. Exactly. Oh, God, that movie's terrible, but I fucking love it. I still haven't seen that. Put it on the list. We gotta find a weekend. Sheila. I know. How have you... It's so bad. How have you not seen that movie? Because I'm unsettled by the Goombas not being... As you should be. (laughs) The whole thing is like this Blade Runner nightmare. It's horrible. But I love it. Was anyone from Nintendo given any kind of input on that? They must not have been. They must not have been. Because it legitimately is like... What? Why? Okay. Uh... It must have survived the merger. Oh, that's good. It still has a job and it's 401k and stuff. Uh, I'll hold her (laughs) off. Beth didn't argue, though she was concerned for Shannon for some reason. Finding a way to save the Earth was first in her mind. He guided her to the tower stairs and held her a moment before allowing her to leave. No! What the fuck? (laughs) Barf. I'm so sorry for this, Bethany. I betrayed our people and most unforgivably I hurt you. Okay. No need for forgiveness, but please undo the damage I've done. I've done? What damage did she do? But he's done. Oh, he's, he's still that. talking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Beth only talking. nodded before rushing up the stairs. She was correct when she said she'd never loved Shannon. She did, however, pity him. This is so phantom. It's disgusting. Pitiful creature of darkness. <laughs> what kind of... Okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Known? Sorry. God Sorry. give me... Okay, no. We're done. You are not alone. Music swell. Okay, sorry. The best part was coming, but it's too high for us, so. What else does she sing? Angel of Music, hi. No, I don't know. No, no, like no, that. that's from Angel of Muget. Music. That was. <laughs> I haven't even been Angel drinking. Angel of Muget. I can't talk this much. That's from the end of the show, when she kisses him then. I don't know. God, give me courage to show you you're not alone, then they make out. Oh, you're right, and the music swells. Exactly. You're right, it is instrumental. It's like. Why? So Why? He's 
He's terrible. He's just as terrible as Shannon. Yes. But, oh, it's so good, though. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, the stairway shook with the battle below, because apparently Shannon and the Spectre are fighting now. It doesn't say that. That's just my commentary. Wouldn't she wildly overpower him because she is... Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, he has got... He got... Robot arms, I guess. Oh, we're going back to that, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Beth nearly fell many times. Oh. Okay. Her dutiful... <laughs> but she didn't. But she didn't. <laughs> Yay! Um, Beth stayed upright. <laughs> good job. Her dutiful steed lay on the roof patiently waiting. Oh. Uh, she mounted him quickly, sure, <laughs> and took off as the roof collapsed beneath. Well, that's what happens when you explode through it. That's a thing that happens, definitely. Uh, I've waited too long for your arrival, Bethany, the specter screamed. You won't destroy, destroy I like, can't talk at all, all I've worked for. She approached Cape Blazing, bandages flying. Like, I don't get the bandages thing, but fine. Uh, Shannon exploded <laughs> from the hole. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> Exploding all over the place. Lots of exploding this episode. Um, Sexy exploding. Sex exploding. <laughs> Beth only felt the electric charge in, in the air from their battle. Why? Uh, sure. <laughs> Whether either survived was a fact that would have to wait. Ooh. She angled her like horse that. above the clouds and uh, hunted the horizons for the familiar twin antenna of the Sears Tower. Aww. Uh There we go. She angled north and took off. Should I stop there? Well, now I'm wondering where they are. They're at Buckingham Fountain, or they haven't made it there yet? Um. Well, I guess they were at the Floating Palace, and that's just kind of like... It's like south of the Sears Tower cruising somewhere. Cruising around somewhere, yeah. So it's kind of like maybe not... Millennium Park-ish. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Okay. I don't know. Um, I don't know. What are we at for time? Because I feel like I wasted everybody's time with a bunch of... We're at uh like an hour ten. I think should you I should keep there? going. Or Do you have I a... I mean, how... How much do you have left? I don't have a ton left, but... Well, and I don't... That's the thing. I think some of this isn't quite after this. Well, then let's stop so that you can reshuffle if needed. No, you know what? Actually, I think I only have a couple page left. I think this stuff is, like, extra shit. Then let's go. This is notes right here. Let's yeah, let do me, it, Rockapella. Let, let me plow through this, guys. Plow. plow Explode. Come to my window. It just definitely just ends, so... I, po- I, I apologize for the upcoming blue balls. Not with a bang, but with a whimper? With a whimper. Oh, a sexy whimper? Mm, whimpers is not really sexy. Okay, no, I just read this, didn't I? Yes, okay. Uh, scratchy scene change. Earth yeah. Boy! <laughs> sure. That's such a demeaning name. Earth Boy. But it also sounds like a weird DJ. I'm not a DJ. <laughs> you know. So I think this does not follow this. This may have been... Yeah. Does it go back with original story or... Give me a moment here. TikTok. Yeah, so this we read already. Yeah, I think that's all that I have, actually. What? Yeah. You're fucking kidding me. Yeah. You cannot do that to me. Well, what is all this, then? This is stuff, I think these are pages we already read. Because just looking at this, this is Elisa, like, at the apartment with the window blown out. Or with the wall blown out. And this is stuff after um, they jumped out 
from the palace. Did you not write an ending, or was that the ending? No, I never wrote an ending to this. You didn't tell me when we started this whole project. No, yes, I did. I told you that a lot of my stuff I don't have endings for. I thought you meant that it ended weekly, not that it didn't end. No. (gasps) Yeah. Can... Are you prepared to tell us how it really ends? You know, I don't know that I ever, like, decided on that. I do have one other scene, though, that I would like to read Let's have it. Let me see if I have it in this binder. Uh... Yeah, I'm What like... happened to Kale? Is he gonna be okay? I'm absolutely terrible at... Like, how could you get so far and then abandon it? I don't know. It's one of those things that I've always kind of looked at and been like, maybe I should go back to this. Because I do think there's yeah. promise here. And, okay. So. Sorry. Dead the air. There, dead air. This, I believe, is sometime after what we just read. It might even, like, supersede that. Okay. But... Yeah, let's just... Uh, you mean you mean by supersede, you mean like retcon? Might, yeah. Okay. But so this is just a scene that I had written. It's on very different paper. Okay. This is, um... I, I don't know if she ever got named. She might be named in this. But this is, um... The scary wife. This is the wife. Yes. Uh, Camille is her name in this Ooh, for some reason. that's a good name. Right? That's a cute name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll just dive in and then maybe... I don't know if we should do it this episode. Well, let me see how long this takes, but maybe okay. we can do a little bit of a... Recap? A debrief or whatever. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Again, I apologize for the cinematic blue balls that I just gave You're everybody. killing me. I'm sitting here like, whoa. I enjoyed that you were so wrapped up in the characters. Though. I that was makes wrapped me happy. up. Okay. <clears throat> Pardon. Uh, my father created this world, she began. This is... Camille. Right. Uh, this became his refuge when life became too much for him. He began to write down what he imagined and read it to me as a bedtime story. Whether it was the combined power of our imagination or some greater force at work. Sorry. <laughs> no, I liked that. I apologize. Imagine. Imagination. We were suddenly in the realm my father had created. We met with his characters and dubbed the land Otherworld. See, that's where that fucking stupid name comes from. Even though this was written after that. <laughs> Thanks, Camille. Thanks, Camille. Camille's dad. Jesus. <laughs> At the end of the day, I was ready to go home. My father had grown too accustomed to his people and refused to leave. I was brought back here alone, found the old stories, and wrote myself in. I made myself a powerful sorceress, powerful enough to end his foolishness and bring him back. I went back and nearly destroyed the entire realm. My father, irreversibly bound to his creation, chose death and left me this place. (gasps) I refused it and forgot about the stories. Whoa. Whoa. Uh. See, there's promise here. I This is my favorite plot point so far. Uh, Camille took a moment to collect herself and watch the horizon for a moment. Her spell still bound Beth to the rock. Oh, Andromeda. Uh, so I grew up. Eventually I met someone I thought understood me. I don't know why I'm doing this with my hand. He was quiet and shy and too studious for his own good, but I fell for him. After college, we married. He moved in, found work. And while I stayed home, we wanted children immediately. Wait, it, what realm is she from originally? Earth? Earth. Or she's oh, from Oh, she is. Okay. I think in this, yes. Um, one Saturday. Sure. <laughs> he found my Saturday, fa- June 29th. <laughs> I remember it vividly. Uh, he found my father's story and vanished for a month. Part of me knew what had happened, and I couldn't believe it was happening again. 
I followed him and discovered him happier than anything. He loved it here. Aww. When he returned, uh, I came. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, if I couldn't make him happy, I'd be a part of what made him so. Over the years, I gave him everything he wanted here, and he decided to permanently stay. That's why you're here, Bethany. You make my husband happy, but you're too good at it. In killing you, I'll be the only one here to console him. Uh, you'll be the catalyst to my happily ever after. Ooh. Uh, Camille removed the Staff of Summons, because that's a thing, and held it toward the sky. Uh, die, Bethany, knowing you've made two people <laughs> very happy. Ooh. Uh, I was always one for the over-dramatic. Uh, <laughs> well, you gotta seize the moment, right? Indeed. If you have a Staff of Summons, you can't just kind of mumble stuff. Exactly. Uh, Ethan and Shannon uh, stop their punches, because they're fighting for some reason, okay. to hear the saddest of cries <laughs> over the mountain. Oh. Both men drop their hands and match eyes for a moment. This is all written, like, in the present for some reason. It's a little annoying. Uh, there is an unheard snap and both tear up the mountain. All they are in time to see is a young woman on the ground, a disturbing hole where her heart used to be. <gasps> she still looks at them, uh, making them guilty with her stare. Oh, wait, She pause. was dead and it was their fault. Holy yes. shit, first of all. Um, so we knew from the beginning that someone was getting their heart torn out because it's called Heartless. So this, even though it was written later, was part of it all along. This was always kind of what it was building to. Like, this was a pivotal scene. Uh, I don't know if I, like, started this stuff and then... Because I, I was always one to be like, I want to get to the good shit. Right, I don't want to yeah. write the interconnective tissue. I want to write the good shit. Otherwise, you end up with people getting jobs and going to see DJs and having coffee. But I think there's ways to do that, though, where... <laughs> It's, I don't want to insult, like, <laughs> no, Toby I mean, Darcy, please. but where it's interesting, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay, a couple more pages. I'm um, so hooked. This is my favorite part so far. We only waited ten episodes to get here. <laughs> Ethan looked away and vomited up every meal he had ever eaten. He felt his tissues oh, and tendon, tendons tear from his bones and pour from his mouth. Wait, what? No, no, he's just, he's feeling very He's bad. being really dramatic. Yes. Okay, Jesus his, Christ, Ethan, you gave me a scare. <laughs> His body failed, and he fell back angry at the hard ground. Why would he? <laughs> He's angry at the ground, He's not the guy who just tore the heart the out. Ground. <laughs> Happy birthday to the ground. That is the best part of that song. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the rest of the cake, too. Welcome to the real world, jackass. All right, I'm sorry. I apologize. <clears throat> Her hair is still soft, because why wouldn't it be? Would he... Shannon removed his cape and began rolling the body. Whose body is it, though? No! Yes. Uh, Ada might know what to do. You know. Of course she does. Good old Ada. He carefully... I don't know why this is all in the present, and it's kind of annoying me. He carefully lifts the body over his shoulder and starts the journey back to the Orb City. They are not panicking at all. I think Ethan's panicking a little bit. Uh, if the boy wishes to follow, he may. I guess he's talking to Ethan there. It's kind That's of weird. rude. You're in this together. A little bizarre. Uh, Alvant fe the, felt the fresh pain in the air when Shannon first returned. Ooh. She didn't want to meet him, so she waited in her throne room. Throne room. I don't know what the fuck I just said there. Until he arrived with his grim package. <laughs> this is like serious shit, Sheila. And I totally just hit myself in the face with a page again. That's how serious this is. Okay, sorry. Summon my sister and the kale boy. <laughs> You know, you don't, like, read shit out loud, and it's just like, go get me that salad sling, motherfucker. <laughs> we 
need him. Kill boy. No, kill boy. Mm. It sounds boy. like an anime. <laughs> it does. It probably is, mm-hmm. being honest. <laughs> and I would watch the shit out of it. <laughs> Ada hovered over the corpse, her hands turning over the wound, her ha- turning her hands over the wound, and realizing what was in Shannon's heart. My powers are not enough, she said, but I may be able to convince another to help me. The door opened and the floor stuttered as Kale fell. Why are we in the past now? I, well, I think the question is why were we in the present? Yeah, that was weird. I, I don't know. We can discuss that later. Yeah. Get to your feet, boy. Uh, there is hope, but it must be done in a timely manner. Aiden's all fucking business, Get it together. Baby. Uh, the unpracticed wizard pushed himself up and faced his teacher. What must I do? Uh, this is like such a different tone from the rest of yeah, everything. Yeah, it is. It's kind of crazy. Ada took his hand and covered Beth's with it. Called to her. She knelt before the body and pulled Shannon down next to her. You're certain? She's here because of me. She's the only one that genuinely cared for me. I mean, sure. Tell me Shannon is not the one who saves Beth. Yeah, it should be Ethan. It should be Beth because she's a badass. Or it should be Ada because Well, that's badass. the thing, right? Like, we will debrief. Okay, yes, yes. He whispered, his breath heavy, do what must be done. Safe journeys. <laughs> Ada closed his eyes with her fingers. Well, okay. <laughs> She's hot. <laughs> she did she the rain use her words. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and began to chant in the ancient language of her grandfather's people. I fucking love Ada. She called upon the power of his blood and the courage of his sword. I see what you did there, past Erica. <laughs> Her hand began to glow with white light before she plunged it into Shannon's chest. Oh! Uh, she deafened herself to his scream and found his heart. With a mighty jerk, she ripped it from his chest. Oh, my God. Soon as his, her hand was clear, he collapsed into convulsions. Oh, Ada placed the heart into Beth and began knitting the arteries, veins, and tissues together with her magics. Man, that's like a 12-hour surgery in the real world. Right? Oh, yeah, you gotta get Ada over there, man. Ada. Ada. Skin soon formed and Beth's body was whole again, but her mm. spirit still strayed. Ooh, Erica. You now have my heart, Bethany. Well, he's still talking? This isn't like the, the, the other like spiritual His realms. spirit is talking. Um, What? Shannon? Where is this? I want to go home. God, Erica. The sensation of arms made her feel alive again. You are going. But before you do, I must have my say. Barf. I'm oh, s- shut up. I know. I'm sorry for all of this, Bethany. I didn't realize how serious this all would become. When I okay, mm-hmm. but I'm glad you came. Yeah, great. You got your heart ripped <laughs> out of your chest. I'm glad, really glad you, that you came. came. It's great. <laughs> Been a lovely party. Uh, you've given me a happiness I didn't know existed. Uh, the white clouds disappeared, and his worn and their clouds for some reason. His worn face appeared. Oh, Eric. in the clouds? No, like there was fog or something. I don't fucking know. It's very foggy. She chastely kissed him on the lips before her eyes opened. Someone was calling her. Yes, yes, you should sigh, like, immensely. It's upsetting. <laughs> Camille placed herself upon her husband's throne. This was a scratchy scene change there. Okay. And reclined there, as you do, uh, while waiting for him to reappear. Hours dragged by as she patiently waited for their happy reunion. Oh, Camille, change. guess what? Maybe a year had passed, or maybe only a few days. Beth couldn't be sure. Her chest ached as she sat up. She glanced around the room before feeling a familiar pressure on her hand. Uh, Kale hadn't stirred, so Beth released her hand and gently... They're in bed? Okay. And gently pulled him into the bed with her. Well, it sounds like when you 
when Mulder and Scully end up in bed together. No, yeah, but it just kind of was like, I thought she was just kind of on a floor somewhere. I didn't realize oh. it wasn't really established in the last scene. They were going to bang it out eventually. Eventually, yes. Uh, his eyes fluttered as she curled next to him, but he didn't wake and she couldn't sleep. He was warm beside her, warm and real. Uh, he's not... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this, I don't know why that's funny. But I don't know. He's not a fiction. Not someone's faded memory of a long ago story. None of them were. Or was she dreaming? She might be. It could be. Could all this be the product of her own imagination? Uh, she would have awoken when she died then. Mm, I mean, probably, but not necessarily. Uh, Ethan landed... Uh, scratchy scene change. Uh, I don't know why he wasn't there before. Ethan landed on the highest balcony of Chonia's palace. Oh, so we were still calling it that. That's is good. he on a hail wing, or is he... Oh, no, no he flies. He's, That's he's right. His dumb he's wings. Ethan Hawk. His, his dumb wings? His dumb wings. His awesome wings. Uh, oh, here we go. For, so this is like... A little bit in the future. Okay, so they had been trying to call her back for a while. For nearly a week, he'd been on the mountains staring at the dried blood spot dried blood spot on the rock. That was... whatever. He is not helping. No. He ignored his every need and mourned. He's like a sim. He is Buanana. <laughs> he wanted home Buanana tar. <laughs> but something called him back to Chonia, to the tower where he last heard her speak. He entered the dark room, wishing for solitude. He found her in Kale's arms. Whether she was alive didn't matter. Maybe a little. <laughs> even in death, <laughs> even in death, she chose the fictional boy. Oh, he wait. took to the skies in anger. Wait, well, he's not. Fic- is he fictional? Well, I think since they like kind of, I don't know if they know at this point that this was all. This is kind of the product of. Uh, Camille's father's, like, imagination. That's like falling in love with Cylon. Like, yeah. they, they still count. It's valid. Uh, alright, a little more. Who the fuck is Anna Maria? There was an Anna before. There was an Anna. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. It appears the worst has occurred, Anna explained. Uh, Mr. Shannon gave his life, gave up his life for the girls. He's dead. Is that the worst, though? <laughs> Uh, these words echoed in Camille's mind. She turned them over and over in her head, yeah, trying to make sense of it all. Everything she'd planned was pointless. Pointless, Camille whispered, pointless. So give it all meaning. An angel? Oh, Jesus, Erica. No, a victim of this story, but we don't have to be victims anymore. Wait, who's talking? Camille stood before the boy with the wings <laughs> and asked him, can we take it back? We can end it. Camille shook her head. This is all I have left of him. I won't be able to destroy it. Wait, 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 wait. Ethan wants... Who asked whom to end it? So Camille asked if they could take it back. Take what back? Probably the story. The whole thing dating back to when her father invented it? Or just the most recent chapter? Like, I don't know. Okay. And then he said we can end it. Because Ethan's pissed off. But if he ended it... Because he's been spurned. Kale would die. And that's the end? You and put down your page like it's yeah. the end. That's all I got. I mean, I've Let me see shit, that. But, yeah, there you go. But is that supposed to be the end? Mm-mm. Okay. No, no, no. There would have been more. That was just the end of that. Is this a drawing of angry Ethan? Probably. Oh. I have many, many doodles in the uh, margins he's of the so story. He's so mad. Yeah, he's displaced. He, okay, okay, question. Answer. <laughs> if Ethan is the chosen one, who chose him to do what? See, that 
thread kind of got lost, right? Well, it totally changed tone from a parody to, to a real... Right, because I can't help myself but fall into melodrama. Do you think, in your opinion, that if you were to redo it, you could have it both ways? Still be a parody, but still have the emotional core? Maybe. I think you need an emotional core in a story, though, yeah. right? You can't just... Like, everything can't be ironic and pointless. Right, because then it's like, why do I care about any of these people? Right. You know? So I think it, it's possible, and I am interested in going back and maybe, like, having a go at it again. Because I think there's some good stuff in there. You know, yeah. like, the basic story is interesting, and I think as I went, I kind of, I, like, explored the characters and changed them as I went, but didn't, mm-hmm. like, update the writing. What What do you think is the... Like, what, in your opinion, is the distilled, like, A, B, and C plot? Like, what is the story actually about? What would you, what, what threads would you pick up and what threads would you leave aside? I mean, I like the whole idea of, like, the chosen one being, like, this just arbitrary, pointless, like, bullshit that they just have in this world, but it ultimately doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of interesting. I think the idea of being able to, like... And this is so Kingdom Hearts, but like take someone's heart and like have that. Like I explore that a little bit in I explore that in like some of the Darcy and Renee shit too. Like mm-hmm. there was always like an idea that if you took someone's heart, like you could like control them. Then mm-hmm. in that like kind of yeah, oh, we should read a Darcy and Renee story. I do want to read my space bullshit, but yeah, next thing I it needs to be a Darcy and Renee story. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would have to, like, let me write, like, some stuff about the characters, like, kind of get them nailed down, and then figure out, like, okay, what's what's the point here? Yeah. You know? That's, I mean, that's what I want to know. What What is the point? Like, that, that last chapter, the chapter you wrote much later, to me, like, pulled it all together, but it was also, I think we needed the seeds of that. Right. It should, I mean, it was a twist, and it should have remained a twist but you gotta lay the foundations for it but that was that made the stakes so much higher and well, it gave there everybody were stakes then right like yeah. there aren't really any stakes in this at all no but i love the idea of the the other realm being like i i had like a little think to myself about the ethics of destroy like is it camille's to destroy kind of like it to her it's not super real and if it is it's a reality that destroyed her reality so she should get to fucking you know burn it down but at the same time it's now impinging upon earth so she almost needed to be more of a a presence we needed to see her throughout but i think it would have been so effective if we had seen her as the motivator for shannon's you know shannon-ness well and some of the shannon-ness just needs to be a little less like what you okay? You, I feel like you could, you can keep him creepy, but then that, then he doesn't get to redeem himself. Or he can be a dick, but not like the sexual predator creeper that he kind of is. And then she needs to be aged up at least, like her being in kindergarten and that being the whole thing. But that it's, could be. But I feel like he needs to, like something needs to happen to Shannon. He needs to die for Camille to really be like. He did. No, I know, but in the if I made this, you know, something, oh, if I to can, give her the to be like kind of push her over the edge with it. I don't think so. I think she was sufficiently pushed over the edge. I think she was fucked with enough that 
she could feel See, it would her be character like, needs to be explored more though because there's agreed. just not enough there she needs to be in there i think as a whole everything needs to be fleshed out like even like i want more details about everything my story has way too many details yours doesn't have enough like i want longer scenes more scenes breathing room for everyone right right yeah because like you said when we did the uh when they jump out of the the palace you said said you felt like that was like oh are we getting to the end Mm -hmm. and i guess kind of because i didn't write much more but I, I think there had to be a lot more before that scene. Yes. And if Ethan's going to heel turn, we need to kind of... Yeah. You is know, he, though? Kind of see that more? Or is he just kind of like... Is he that guy that if he gets spurned by a chick, he's going to be like, all right, I'm going to go full douchebag now? Like, I love that he does because to me that plays on like the chosen one not always being the one you want to be the chosen one. All right. Maybe he's just the chosen one to destroy the fucking world and maybe it does actually mean something. And they have to stop him. I, I I would like it if Ethan had the heel turn and Shannon had a face turn, but Shannon is too much of a filthy douchebag to be redeemable as he is written. He needs to be changed. Yeah. Yes. But. I would agree with I that. I like the double-double cross, if you will. But I like Camille. She's scary. That's how we uh, refer to that <laughs> um, Yeah, I think Camille needs to be in there more, and I think you could almost make... Uh, you could even make Shannon, like, one of those customers at, like, the Happy Bakery Company. Yeah, You know, like, the sad guy that stays way too late and, like, yes. talks to, like, the the baristas a little uh-huh. bit too much. You know, that guy. But I, like, I want to go back to, because you said you think she needs to be aged up from kindergarten. I think if you take the sexual element out of it, I like, I mean, we laughed about it, but I like. I think you could still have that there, It's though. so pathetic. It's like, goddamn, the last time someone was kind to you, it was a five-year-old. Like, ooh. Well, I also think, though, like, the last person that was kind to you, like, you thought the barista was, like, being nice to you? Like, that's her fucking job. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So I think that could kind of, without the squick. It's got a lot to say about the state of things today. Right. I think it could be made into that kind of story. Yeah. So, like I said, I think there's potential. And I mean, there's a reason I've kept it around, mm-hmm. like, for as long as I have. Like, this is like. <sighs> fuck. I mean, I was taking the bus up to, like, Loyola when I was. So I had to be, like, 19 or 20 wow. at that point. So it's, it's not. I mean, it's at least 13 years old. So. I want. I want backstory on everyone, in particular Kale. Um, but you know, it just needs to be longer. Like I need a whole chapter on Kale's parents. Remember that heart wrenching scene with Kale's? He makes a tossed off remark about his parents. Right, because there's the I was missing a few pages. The beginning where she lands at his farm, mm-hmm. and yeah, his parents are like, "Yeah, get him, go do something mm-hmm. with him." But, yeah, I do think that needs to be explored a little bit more. He needs to be given more of a purpose for being in the story. Yes. Because, in a way, everyone is vying for the attentions of Beth, Ethan, Shannon, and Kale, which is structurally unusual, because usually it's two people at most. Mm -hmm. So to have three people be kind of in play in that way, yeah, it's interesting. But I don't want it to be like a... It's not a romance. Right. It's like not at all, because she's almost... I think it should almost grow to be, like, a, a friendship with Kale. Agreed. A really close friendship instead Agreed. of, because you've been through the shit and it's not like, yeah, we're not into it that way, but, you know. And I like the idea, like, it's it's cliche to have your romantic partner be the one who gives you strength and lets you 
you know, whether it's literally clear the fog or or metaphorically clear the fog. But I love the idea that that's your friend, like your friend, that friendship has such power that it can literally power your magic. Right, exactly. And I think it's more interesting if it is like a really good friend rather than a love interest. Yes. I, I see Beth as ending up with none of these douchebags. Exactly. Not well, that Kale that, is a douchebag. That, oh, I love Quail. Kale. Quail. Quail. <laughs> I think that needs to be explored a little bit more, though. Like, mm-hmm. what are there other people who are, like, can enhance magic? Is that just, like, what she is? Like... Yeah. I want more rules of the universe. Because that will give... That will give weight to the Camille thing, too. Right. And what was the point of that crystal at the beginning? Like, there's right. a lot that just kind of... I was very clearly just like, let's just write and see what the fuck happens, you know? Mm-hmm. But I do think there's stuff in there, like I said, that's worth maybe revisiting. Yeah. Are you going to? I feel like I should, almost, right? Because it's I like, you, you pull this stuff out, and it's like, I, I think the characters are fun. It's, I think some of the stuff with Elisa and the author, like that kind of crap. Yes. Could get interesting as well. Though I do think that the author almost sneak, But you don't want to do, like, a self-insert character, because fuck that. It doesn't have to be. Right, right, right. But, like, I think that kind of shit it could be interesting, too. Like, the meta-narrative of what's going on. And and she's our touch point back on Earth, <clears throat> which I like. Exactly. It ties us back to, like, what is real and not this fantasy realm. And it gives some, like, it gives a counterweight to how real or not real this world is and how devastating or not mattering at all it would be if it was destroyed. Right. Well, and I think there needs to be a little bit more time with Beth at the Happy Bakery Company, too, at the beginning. Yes. Because we, like, just jumped right the fuck in. But I want to know everything about everybody. Like, Beth is a badass. How did she get that way? Did she have a difficult circumstance? Was she born that way? Does she have a lot of friends? Well, that's the other thing, right? Like, what's her, what's her arc? What's, like... Mm-hmm. Nobody really has an arc where we're at right now, right? It's all just kind of right. Beth doesn't grow because she's a badass the whole time, right? Stuff Shannon is just does, happening. but he sucks, right? Ethan does. I mean, no, they all have an arc except for the main character. So yeah, it needs some work. It might be worth like you know checking through the old notes, see if I got anything worthy in there, and then maybe just you know taking the shit out of here and seeing where we go. I want more Ada and more detail, and I want it to be essentially four to five times as long as it is. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I enjoyed uh, revisiting it. It's ridiculous, but I, I enjoyed it. I just absolutely loved the end bit. That, to me, was the most vivid, and it's interesting because it it makes me feel like the the way that it was more intense Maybe it's just because it was at the end, but it makes me feel like you were much older when you wrote it. It makes me feel like maybe there was years in between there. I mean, that's entirely possible that there could have been. I don't know that there was because the drawing style looks pretty similar. Okay. And I've evolved. That kind of evolves like, you know, year to year as I go. So, I mean, it's possible that there were months or maybe I just read back and I was like, man, we need some like, the shit's gotta happen, Mm -hmm. you know? But no, I do definitely think that there's potential. So yeah, we'll see. Love it. Yeah. Are you sad to put it to bed? A little bit. Yeah. I do wish there was more because, again, yeah. it's just the bluest of balls. And I, I apologize. Yeah. For that. Big time, dude. But I mean, that's just kind of. I, I don't know if the next one, because I wrote a little bit of like an ending. I was looking at the version I have on uh, Dropbox, and there's a little. Like, I skip stuff, though, but there is an actual like end scene. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if. To I, the space opera, you mean? Yes. Okay. Does it have a name? You know, I don't know. 
So yeah, I don't think this has everything, but I'm not going to get through all of this all tonight. So mm-hmm. I can print out um, that that extra part. But yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what you th- what you think of this one too. Was it? Does it predate or post date? Heartless. That's an excellent question. Mm-hmm. Um, this. I feel like I was writing this when I was at the Union. Okay, so, so this later. would be later. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if I <laughs> evolved and got any better. <laughs> I'm going to say probably not, but it'll be interesting to see. I suspect you did. Yeah, probably not. Let's not let's not get everybody's like hopes up. But, oh, <laughs> the writing is going to improve. It'll make mine look better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. So I think we're going to call it there. We've been prattling on for almost an hour and 40 minutes. My goodness. I would like to quickly raise my glass to Beth, Kale. Oh, maybe Ethan. Definitely Elisa. Probably not Shannon. <laughs> I just, I feel sad to say goodbye to them, so. Well, maybe if I do end up, uh, you know, re-exploring stuff, maybe we can do, like, um, where are they now? Absolutely. Episodes later. If I, I certainly do have that up, in like, mind. <laughs> writing anything new, maybe I can share that. Or, you know, kind of where what I'm thinking and where it's going. I like it. Yeah. All right, guys. So thank you again for joining us, uh, yes. as always. Um, go check out TeamPoomaKnife.com. We've got a whole bunch of great podcasts on there. We've got a live play D&D podcast. We've got After the Movie. We've got Subtle Interference that we talk about just fucking everything. Uh, I'm looking forward to Beyond the Red Waste when Game of Thrones comes back. Eventually, right? And then we've got uh, Improvised Weapons, which is that D&D podcast I mentioned, which is, is glorious. And they've been going for a year. They've wow. got like 52 episodes. It's fucking crazy, right? Good job, guys. Um... Like and subscribe if you want. I never fucking do that shit because I'm the worst. Because it's like, don't tell me what to do. But if you'd like to, that'd be awesome. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>